Morning, church. How y'all doing this morning? Amen. Happy to be with you guys here in the house of the Lord. We want to welcome you to today's worship service here at New Beginnings Church. Those joining us from home, we want to welcome you as well. Um, and of course, those that are here in the house, welcome, welcome, welcome as you make your way in. Uh, my name is Pastor Michael Romero. I'm your worship pastor here at New Beginnings. And my name is David Sanchez. I am the youth director here at New Beginnings. I'm so excited uh, to be here with you guys this morning. Just wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. And before we get started, we have a few announcements for you guys this morning. So we'll dive right in. Uh, Number one, we have our Christmas social open house happening this Friday, December 10th. Uh, We are so excited. A Christmas event for us to just connect gather and really just be with each other as a church to have fellowship to continue growing and learning from one another at just a relational level i'm so excited for this event it's going to be fantastic it's going to be from 6 30 p.m to 8 30 p.m here at the church uh, we're going to have a jazz band and refreshments in the mall it's just going to be a wonderful time to connect with the congregation and to just hang out it's going to be an amazing time church and we want to uh, remind you to invite your friends and family i know that as for me um, I've always wanted it. I've always been invited. Of course, we always invite our friends and family to service, but especially uh, our new facility. It's still new to us. We've been here just a little over a year with the pandemic. A lot of people are still, you know, wanting to stay indoors. But if they would like to come and see our new building and kind of you want to show off the building to your friends and family, it'd be an amazing time to do that. So that's this Friday from 6.30 to 8.30. And uh, make sure to invite them, okay? And then the very next day, on Saturday... Uh, week from yesterday is our God's Warehouse Toy Drive. Mm-hmm. So, if you are in need for your household, maybe your children are in need of a gift, you need a gift, we invite you to go down to God's Warehouse. That's right in the corner of Central and Tennessee, our mm-hmm. homeless ministry. Uh, you don't have to be homeless to receive a toy, just an FYI. Uh, but if you, need, if you need a toy, or if you know somebody in need... Direct them that way this Saturday, okay? More information, just look it up on NBCABQ.com forward slash events for the God's Warehouse Toy Drive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And also, on December 10th, or Sunday, December 12th, we have our Christmas program. I'm so excited for Christmas. If you look around, the sanctuary looks beautiful. The decks have, or the halls have been decked, and I'm so excited about that. Our Christmas program is at what time again? 6 p.m. 6 p.m., that's right. We're going to have a wonderful production done uh, with our, some stuff with our kids' ministry, I believe. We'll have a Christmas play. It's going to be a wonderful time to just come together and, you know, begin to celebrate the birth of our Savior. So that's going to be 6 p.m. next Sunday, the 12th. And also, uh, next Sunday after second service, we'll also be doing child dedication. Uh, For those of you who have children that you'd like to, well, dedicate it's going to be a wonderful uh, time to do that this Sunday as the year comes to an, or next Sunday as the year comes to a close. If you want to look more into that, uh, more info is going to be on the NBC ABQ website also. That's right. Another opportunity for you to invite your friends and your family to an amazing time together. Of course, you know, with our children's ministry, it's just booming and growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, our children will be uh, massively involved in that program. So you guys want to see those kids. Um, be up here. They're going to be performing for you guys. And of course, like uh, Brother David said, a worship team and a beautiful play that Narrowgate Productions and our congregation has put together. It'd be just an amazing time for you to invite more friends and family to that event. 
Mm-hmm, absolutely. We've got a lot going on this month with Christmas and whatnot, and we're so excited for, uh, this is just kind of like the first week of, of events that we've got going on. We've got more coming even later on in December. We're so excited, and we're doing so much this year. We're so excited to keep doing things, and we want to invite you, uh, or rather continue to invite you to be a part of what God is doing here at New Beginnings, and the base level, easiest way to do that is by simply continuing to be faithful with our tithes and offerings. Again, we have our tithing boxes in the back of the sanctuary right over here. We have our text to give up still, and also NB- nbcabq.com forward slash give, and even our NBCABQ app. If you want to continue to support what God's doing through New Beginnings with that, that would be fantastic. And other than that, I believe that is all of our announcements for this yeah, evening. So make sure you save those dates and always stay up to date new, uh, church at New Beginnings ABQ or NBC, rather, NBCABQ.com forward slash events for everything going on in the life of the church as well as the NBCABQ app in your Apple store or your Google Play store, okay? Sister Debbie, why don't you make your way up as you give our uh, weekly Advent reading, my sis? Good morning, church. Today is our second Advent candle lighting. As you can see, the second, light, uh, the second candle has already been lit. This candle is lit for love. God's love is lifting, coming to us, that we might demonstrate his love to the world. God's love is measureless, never-ending, unquenchable, God's unmerited love calls us to service. It calls us to share his love with everyone in the world. Everyone. The homeless woman begging for help on the corner. Everyone. The CEO. The executive whose identity is lost in the emptiness of a career. Everyone. The motherless child seeking acceptance in all the wrong places. Everyone. The grandfather forgotten in the nursing home. Everyone. The co-worker you see every day. Everyone. The flight attendant that you'll probably only see one time. Everyone. The minister discouraged in ministry. Everyone, the soldier far away from home. We used to sing a song, and it says, They will know we are Christians by our love, by our love. They will know we are Christians by our love. 1 Thessalonians 3, 12 and 13 in the voice says, May the Lord flood you with an unending, undying love for one another and for all humanity so that your hearts will be reinforced with his strength, held blameless and holy before God, our Father. When our Lord Jesus, the anointed and liberating King, appears along with his holy ones, let us pray. We thank you, God, for loving us and sending us your Son, that we might be saved. Father, we are forever grateful. Amen. Church, why don't we just stand up as we prepare our hearts for worship, and let's turn to a few people, and let's just introduce ourselves, and just say, I'm so happy to see you today.
thinking about his love. Come on, church. Yeah. Come on. Let his love awaken your heart today. Come on. Sing it with us. Come on. Yeah. There were walls between us. By the cross you came and broke them down. You broke them down. There were chains around us. By grace we Call me out of the grave. You call me into the light. You call my name, and then my heart came alive. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. All the dead are coming back to life, back to life. Hear the song awaken, all creation singing, we're alive, cause you're alive. You call me out of the grave, you call me into the light, you call my name and then my heart came alive. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Hey, what a love we found, death can't hold us down. We shouted out, we're alive, cause you're alive. And what a love we found, death can't hold us down. We shouted out, we're alive, cause you're alive. And what a love we found, death can't hold us down. We shouted out, we're alive, cause you're alive. Your love is greater. Come on. Your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love awakens me. Your love is great, your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Come on, give him a shout of praise this morning. Thank you for all the love that he's given us. Amen. Let's celebrate that love together, church. Amen. We're grateful for his love. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for that love. Lord, we feel your love in this place today, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of your love. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation. 
redemption, Jesus. We glorify your name today with our hearts. Come on, sing it with me. Come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant.
We adore you, Heavenly Father. We come together, Lord, to adore you, to your name. Adore you. Thank you, Lord, for that gift. Of our Savior. Thank you, Lord, that we get to be called sons and daughters of the one true King, the living God. Church, isn't it amazing that we get to walk into this place knowing that you and I are being called His sons and His daughters? Thank you, Lord, for the breath of life that you give us, Lord, in knowing that we are called your sons and daughters with a comfort that we can walk into any place, Lord, I am a child of God. Let's thank Him with our song, church.
us into your family. Thank you, God, for the amazing God that you are. Whether you're in this building or watching online, thank you, God, that you make it possible for us to enter into your presence. Thank you for your faithfulness, your goodness, your mercy. Thank you for your forgiveness and by adopting us into your family. I am now a brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. The ladies are sisters of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are adopted by the King. Thank you, Lord. Father, we're praying for those that have been suffering with illnesses, some with COVID. Father, we pray healing, full recovery. Father God, there's people dealing with other ailments. We pray for Gillian, Vailene, and Joylin Vaisa, who have been battling, Father God. I just pray healing over their bodies. Father God, for Ray Baldonado, healing over his body. Father God, for others that, Lord God, are battling cancer. Father God, I just pray healing over their bodies. For Shar, healing over her body. Father God, we just pray blessing for Alan, healing over his body. Father God, for Pauline, healing over her body. Father, there's families that are broken and hurting. I pray, Father God, for the Gonzalez family, David Gonzalez's family, his, his mother, 
went home to glory and father they're so happy about that but it doesn't take the pain away that they're dealing with lord of losing their mother and grandma and great-grandma i pray lord blessing over the lucero family and the hernandez family father god bless them and give them peace in their loss we pray father god that you just minister to people in their relationships marriages that are hurting parents with children children with siblings children with their parents father co-workers i just pray peace in our relationships reconciliation in our relationships god i pray for a move of your holy spirit to minister and bring recovery to our country I pray healing over this world from the pandemic of COVID virus and now this new variant that's come alive. And I pray, Lord, you would squash them all under your feet. We pray, Father God, for recovery of the economy in the United States and most especially here in New Mexico. We pray, Father God, that our leaders would hear your voice and then obey it. We pray that you bring peace to the streets of Albuquerque. No more violence, no more homicides, no more deaths. Father God, no more assaults. That Lord, there would just be a peace that surpasses all understanding over our city and state. Father God, we pray for full recovery of our economy and watch over our schools, watch over the military. And Father, they're finding out there's still more people left in Afghanistan. Get them out safely. Father God, we thank you for all these things and many more. And we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And God's people said, Amen. Continue to lift up your voice. Say, thank you, God, that we're sons and daughters of the King. Thank you, God, for who you have called us. You've given us a name. child of the king say thank you Jesus praise the Lord we give you praise Lord 
You may be seated. What a joy to have you in the house of God. Thank all of you that are watching online. We love you and thank you for joining us. Pastor Mike and David were telling you where all the giving boxes are at the doorway. Or you could text to give, give online, or you could use our church app. If you haven't downloaded our church app, it's real uh, easy. And I really encourage you to do it because you could stay informed of what's going on around the church. Um, Make sure that you get one of the cards uh, to invite people. We have these round little, it's almost like a coaster. You could take it to invite people to our Christmas program. And don't forget to get the information card that they were telling you about to save the dates, to remind you, because there's so many activities right now. There's office parties, school parties, family parties, just party, party, party. And, uh, and, and we want to make sure you take part in the church parties that we're offering. This coming Friday, I really hope you're here. Yes. We're going to have this amazing jazz band here. And they're going to be playing as we just have refreshments. You can just get to talk and have a good time with people from the church. You could get to interview them, say, so, hey, how long have you been coming to church? And really? You've been coming 20 years? Are you kidding me? 40 years? Wow. 40 days? Wow. Or whatever. It'll be fun. Hey, uh, just want to let you know that uh, it is really good to have you in the house of God. And I am into my fourth week of this new sermon series. It's called Hope Comes Alive. You see, hope is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hope is the promise that we have of Jesus being with us always, no matter what we go through, the greatest moments in our life and the worst moments in our life. He's there to help us through. Today, I want to talk about love, and I want to talk about God's greatest gifts of love. And I say gifts because the greatest gift is Jesus Christ. But there's gifts within the gifts. It's almost like, I don't know if you've ever seen those little Russian dolls, those wood, and you open it, and there's another one in it, you open it, there's another one in it, you open it, there's another one in it, there's an open it. That's kind of Jesus, what he's like. You get Jesus, and then as he starts opening up his life to you, and you open up your life to him, you find all these different gifts that he has for you, and he wants to pour out into your life. And today I want to talk about love. And you can't give, I mean, you could give without loving somebody, but you can't love somebody without giving to them. The minute you love someone, you just want to give, you want to share. The word gift or gifts is used 66 times in the New Testament. It's saying it's so important that you understand the gift or gifts that God has for you. Christmas is, is, is not actually about giving. People always say it's a season of giving. Christmas is really about receiving. Receiving the greatest gift that God gave to mankind, Jesus Christ. That you receive that, you take that in, and you come to understand what he's all about. When we accept Jesus Christ, he's the big gift. But God loved us so much that he gives us many other gifts. In John chapter 3, verse 16, he says, For this is how God loved the world, that he gave his only, one and only son, so that whoever believes in him 
will not perish but have eternal life. And then if you go to Romans chapter 8, verse 32, he says, since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? The answer to that is yes. So Lord, help us understand the gifts that we receive when we receive Jesus. Help us to embrace those and live by them. I pray in Christ's name, amen. amen. You see, of all of God's gifts that are wrapped up in Jesus, I want to focus on four of them today. And the first one is this, that God's love gives us a new identity. A new identity. Today in our day and age, people's number one question is always, or, or they're going around saying, I'm trying to find myself trying to find myself. And very honestly, they really are because they don't know what their purpose in life is. They don't know what they were placed here on earth for. They're trying to learn God's will. They're trying to learn God's way. They're trying to understand what on earth am I here for? What is it that God wants to do in my life? And they don't know that because they don't know Jesus and they have not found their identity in him. There's a devil that's that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he wants to kill your identity, he wants to destroy your identity, and he wants to steal your identity. The number one crime today is identity theft. Man, it's amazing how people want to strip us of our identity. Some parents have stripped their children of their identity. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to do this. You're going to be this. You're going to do that. You're going to do that. You can't open your mouth. You shut up. You don't say nothing. And they stripped you of who God wants you to be. There's some of our friends. They take us down roads we shouldn't go down. They take us down paths, peer pressure, partners, professionals, just whomever around us can change the literally the way we think about ourselves. And sometimes our identity is stolen not just by people, family, and friends, but it's stolen by the problems that we face. Sometimes our identity is stolen by society and the culture, by the things around us, the media. I mean, look at the commercials. If you don't smell a certain way and look a certain way and have your hair a certain way and have the certain kind of clothes and a certain kind of makeup and certain and certain and certain, then you're not anything. And if you want to be somebody, you have to look like this. And if you want to be somebody, you have to look like that. And they try to force you into being someone that you're not even comfortable with. They try to strip you of your identity. Most people get their identity from three sources. Either their work, their relationships, or by things. Think about work. People go, so what do you do for a living? That's one of the first questions they ask. Oh, well. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm, I'm a mom. I'm, I'm a wife. I'm, 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 I'm a boss. I'm a foreman. I'm, I'm a CEO. I'm the CFO. I'm, I'm the supervisor. I'm, I'm just this. I'm just. But we have a label, and we feel that that's who we are. Well, you know what? This is what I do. This is what I am. This is what I've been. This is what I have become. I'm, I'm a plumber. I'm an accountant. I'm a homemaker. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, no, that's what you do, but that's not who you are. There's a big difference. God wants to give you an identity. And we don't understand that all the time. 
So we kind of fumble around. Some people try to get their identity from relationships. It's wonderful to be in a relationship and it's wonderful to be married if you found someone that you could be married to and you love. It's wonderful to be, but it's never good to put anything, all your marbles in, everything, your identity into something that you could lose. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm an uncle. I'm a, I'm a, let me tell you something. What happens if your husband dies? What happens if your wife dies and, and you live another 20 years, 30 years, and, and you're like, wow, I had my whole identity into that, and now what am I going to do? I, I've got to shift. I've got to change. I, I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't even know what I am. My, my child died. My, my parents died. My, and, and you're struggling because you don't know who, who you are anymore because your identity was carrying the title of husband, wife, father, mother, son, daughter, friend, whatever, and now you don't even know who you are. Some people put their identity in stuff. Well, my house is 1,500 square feet. Oh, that's nice, but my house is 2,000 square feet. Well, my house is 3,000 square feet, and I live on an acre of land. Well, my, and oh my gosh. But they, they, they put their identity in stuff. I rebuild cars. Well, I'm a needlepoint expert. Or I'm, 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 and let me tell you something, that you put your whole identity in that. What happens if you lose all of that? Never base your identity on something that you could lose. Because like they say, here today, gone tomorrow. Think about, how many of you know someone that was in high school that was a jock? They were an amazing athlete. They were in high school and they were a football star, baseball star, basketball star. They were volleyball. They were whatever track. I mean, they were the cream of the crop. They were the best woman athlete, the best man athlete in high school. And even they went on to college and they were a great athlete then. But now they're no longer a jock. They're a joke. They're trying to be something they're not. Are you with me? So they put all their identity in that and now they don't even know who they are because guess what? They are not that anymore. And one of the biggest mistakes is that people try to define themselves with these things. Some people even define themselves by their failures. I'm a loser. I'm a big mistake. I'm, I'm just a, I, I, I'm fearful. I, I'm just, I'm all messed up. I've made so many dumb mistakes. And uh, I mean, look, I was an alcoholic. Didn't I say was? I no longer am. But if any of you are in AA, you're going, oh, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. That's not true. I don't believe that is the word of God. So, But if I went to AA, which I went to an AA meeting before, and you stand up and you go, hi, my name is Richard, and I'm an alcoholic. Everyone says, hi, Richard. Right? But in our 12-step, it's not just about people that struggle with, with the temptation of alcohol or drugs. It's about people that just deal with, with problems and struggles, and they're trying to get refocused in life. And we don't go around saying, hi, my name is Richard. I'm an alcoholic. I'm my, I, my name is Richard Mansfield, and I'm a born-again Christian. I'm a child of God washed by the blood of the Lamb, and I struggle with the temptation of alcohol. Are you with me? It's not a play with words. It's a whole different mindset. It's literally saying, I no longer call myself by my sin. I call myself by my victory. 
I am of the redeemed of the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I am a child of God. I've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. I've been covered with His righteousness. I put on the helmet of salvation. I put on the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace. Take up the sword of the of of the spirit, of the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit. And you know what? I'm dressed and ready for action. I no longer carry the title of I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. I'm... No, I'm not I'm a sinner anymore. I am a child of God. I'm victorious. Do I ever sin? I hate to admit it, but yes, I do. But I'm not the sin anymore because Jesus has no longer called me by my sin. He says, I've been set free. We need to be set free from that and know that we stand under the covering of Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become what? A new person. A new creation. A new creature. The old life is gone. Hallelujah. And a new life has begun. It's a new beginnings, baby. New beginning at new beginnings. And God has given me new life. I have a new life. I don't longer live under the, the umbrella of sin. I live under the umbrella of grace. The grace of God. The identity of God. He has given me his name. In the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32, 31 and 32, it says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, this is what he said, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You don't have to think in the negative and the destructive anymore because God has given you a new name, a new direction, a new identity. He has made you a new creation. That's why in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, he says, don't worry and don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Because we have stinking thinking. Then you will know, you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Aren't you glad that God shows us how he wants us to live and he shows us what's good, pleasing, and perfect before his eyes so that we're pleasing him with the things we do? Because we obey. Because he's given us a new title. Sons of God. Daughters of God. It's not by anything we've done, but by everything he's done. And we have to understand that. It's everything he's given us. His name. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood of Jesus. The second thing he's given us, God's love gives us a new ability. He gives us a power. He gives us an ability to do things you couldn't do on your own. Don't all of us want to be good? Of course we do. Don't all of us want to do good things? Of course we do. Do we always do good things? No. Are we always good? No. But God is there to strengthen us. God is there to empower us. God is there to help us. God is there to carry us. God is there to be able to do things through our life that we're able to get through and we're able to see it and we're able to live it and we're able to be there because he's given us a new power, a new energy, a new strength, a new capability by the power of his Holy Spirit. 
God's spirit is the second gift. He doesn't just give you an identity. He gives you a power. He gives you strength. He gives you the ability to do things. He gives you power, love, and self-discipline. He gives you these things that are available to you if you just trust in the Lord. Look what he says in Romans chapter 5, verse 5. He says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. Oh, you're not going to be disappointed with this hope. For we know how truly, how dearly God loves us. Because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. He's poured out his love. He's poured in his love. He literally gives us his spirit to take residence in our life. The Holy Spirit lives in our life. Think about it. You don't even like living in your own body sometimes. Isn't that the truth? Don't you just say sometimes, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? I hate myself. I keep doing these dumb things. We sound like the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 7. The things I don't want to do, I do. The things I do want to do, I don't. What's wrong with me, he says? Who's going to save this wretched man? And guess what the answer is? God, through the blood of Jesus, because he's changed our name. You are no longer called sinner. You are called saint. You are no longer called what you were. He calls you by what you're becoming. He says, hello, great man of God. And you're going, who are you talking to? Hello, great woman of God. I think you got the wrong lady. And he goes, nope, I know who you are. And I know what's in you. And you know what? If you let me in, I'm going to transform you that you won't even know who you are. Talking about a major makeover, God will give you a major makeover. He'll transform your life. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and power to do what pleases Him. So He gives you a new desire. He gives you a desire to do what pleases Him. He gives you the power to do it. Think about it. You actually look forward to coming to church. Before, it was like, Oh, I don't want to go to church. Think about some of your teenagers. They look like if they're possessed. They look like they're made out of plastic or something. You're like, oh, snap out, demon. What's wrong with you? And now you're there. Come on, we all had breakfast. Let's go. We're going to go eat afterwards. It's Sunday. Oh, I can't wait to get to church. Because God gave you a new desire. And then he gave you the power to do it. Some of you that are watching online, you're you're not here, yet you're here. And you might not be in this room, but you're in that room, and God is there with you just like he is with us over here. You've taken time, and God is going to pour into you during that time. That you're here, there, no matter where you are. Because our God is saying, don't you understand? I'm living in your heart now. I'm giving you a new ability. I'm giving you the strength to be able to do the things you always wanted to do. Look what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Paul is writing to Timothy and he says, For God has given us a spirit, has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity. But God has given us a spirit of power. He's given us a spirit of love. He's given us a spirit of self-discipline. Wouldn't you like that kind of power? I mean, who, who doesn't want more love? 
Who doesn't want more power? Who doesn't want more self-discipline? Man, we need to get it through the Holy Spirit of God. Because you can't do it on your own. That's why he's saying, I've given you a new identity. You are a child of the king. You're a daughter of the king. You're a son of the king. But now you need the power of God in you. You need the Holy Spirit. Because let me tell you something. The devil's going to try to tell you you're still a sinner. And you're going to be living by your sin when God is calling you by your future. He says, you are becoming. And I'm going to call you by what you're becoming, not what you were. Because you no longer are. You are now a new title. You carry a new name. And he's burned that into your spirit. So God has given us a new identity. He's given us a new ability. But you know what he's also given us? God's love has given us a new community. Now let me tell you what I mean by that. A new community. In other words, a new family. Look, I really mean this. I had an amazing family. My mom and dad were amazing. And you know what? My mom was eight. I I was 18 when she died. But in 18 years, I never once saw my mom and dad fight. Never heard them fight. Oh, I knew there was some tension because sometimes there was just that little, ooh, there's an elephant in the room. I wonder what happened. My mom and dad must, must be going through some kind of weird stuff, but they never made it public. And they showed us how to reconcile. They showed us how to have an amazing family. They showed us how to go to church. They show, but not everyone has had that kind of a family. Some of you have had a dad that you never even met. He bailed on you. He got your mom pregnant and he was out of the scene. Some of you had a dad that you wish he would have bailed because he hurt you. He messed you up. He sexually abused you, physically abused you, verbally abused you, psychologically abused you, or you had a mother like that. They just messed you up. They weren't good. And so sometimes it's hard to see that. But I'm telling you, God has given us a new family. We are family. We are family. Look, my wife and I have no blood relatives in this city. My daughter moved to Texas, my son in Florida. And I'm here in Albuquerque with my wife. But guess what? He's given us this amazing family called New Beginnings Church that we love you guys and you guys have accepted us and brought you into your lives. Man, you guys treat us like blood. And I know we have the blood of Jesus that makes us one, but I'm telling you, we've gone through pain together. We've gone through glorious moments together. I've been with many of you through your a loss of a loved one. I've been with many of you at the birth of a loved one. I've been with you at parties for birthdays and graduations and, and weddings. And I've been with you in funerals and, and in difficult times. You guys have let us in. He's given Cindy and I, and he's given every Christian a new community, a new family, a new gathering place, a place that we could call family. I don't even know some of you. I saw somebody at the store yesterday. They go, Pastor. And I go, hey, how are you? And they go, how you doing, Pastor? I go, I'm doing awesome. How are you? They go, good. I go, I'll see you at church tomorrow. They go, okay. And I go right out of there from our church. <laughs> I've told some people before, I'll see you at church tomorrow. They go, Pastor, I don't go to your church. I'm like, oh, well, uh, you can. <laughs> I, I, I don't know everybody. I wish I did. And then this mask thing, I, I, 
There's some people that say hi, and I'm like, hi. And they go, Pastor, you, don't you know who I am? I go, no. They go like that. I go, oh, it's you. Look at you. <laughs> I, but he's given us family, though. Just because I don't know all of you and you don't know me, we're still family. We're still part of this community. You know why? Because he adopted us. See, we're in God's family. Look, there's a real big mistake. The devil has really brought a lie in the people's minds. And they believe it. We're all children of God. That's not what the Bible teaches. We're all children of God. No, it says in John chapter 1, verse 12, to those that have received Jesus, they have been given the right to be called sons and daughters of God. So if you have not accepted Jesus, you're not a child of God. You're a creation of God. He has created you, but you don't know him. When you accept Jesus Christ, you receive him, you believe in him. Now see a lot of people, I believe Jesus, I believe in Jesus. No, no, no. There's a big difference between having knowledge of Jesus. The devil believes in Jesus. He knows that Jesus exists. He knows who Jesus is, but he does not follow him. Believing in Jesus means I believe, I know who you are, but because I know who you are, I'm going to trust you with my life. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to receive you as my Savior. And when that happens, we have been adopted by God. He literally adopts us as his son or his daughter. So that means Jesus is my big brother. Jesus is my big brother and sisters, he's your big brother. He loves us. And we are co-heirs, meaning everything God has given Jesus, he's given to us as well. And that's a new community. That's a new family. That's a new spiritual family. And we're going to embrace that. New Beginnings Church is a new community. The, The whole model, the whole vision statement of our church is healing and restoring lives through the love of Jesus Christ. And you know what? New Beginnings really lives up to that. Oh, we're not perfect. I know we've dropped the ball and hurt a few people before. That was never our intent. But you know what? Some people have been hurt by people here at New Beginnings. But I'm telling you, overall, this is a loving, loving congregation that you will be loved on. And if you allow people to speak into your life, they'll bring healing to your brokenness. This is an amazing congregation. God didn't come to give us a new religion. And at Christmas time, we celebrate that he gave us a relationship with Jesus Christ. The Messiah was born. The loved one was born. The promised one came. And that's what we celebrate. He wrapped him up in this big box with a new identity, with a new ability, with a new community. And he wants us to receive him and hold on to him and live for the glory of God. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, he says this, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us. 
He knew from the very beginning he wanted to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. He wants to adopt you. He wants you as his son and as his daughter. He wants you to get rid of the name of sinner and the name of what your sin is. And he wants to give you a new identity that you will be the righteousness of God because he will put his righteousness over you. And now you live as a righteous man and a righteous woman. You live as a person of grace and love and mercy. You live as that person that represents and reflects the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's who you are now. You've been made new. And he's totally transformed you. And he's made you into new. He says he decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus. This is what he wanted and it gave him great pleasure. So in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, he says... So that if I may delay, you will know how people must conduct themselves in the household of God. This is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and foundation of truth. He's saying, as people of God, I want you to live differently. You live in a new community now. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, he says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so you can help each other. Here he's given us this gift. Not only did he give us Jesus, but he's given us a different gift so that we can encourage and build up the body of Christ to help each other, to encourage each other. That's why we try to encourage you to get involved in a small group of our church, to get involved in something. For instance, our Living Free 12-step. A lot of... I keep thinking, we got to call it a different name than 12-step because 12-step, right away, people think of drugs and alcohol. And it's much more than that. It's a self-confrontation. It's a self-examination. It's really to look at yourself and say, I'm like this because my mom or dad was like that. I'm like this because I'm like this and I think this way and I'm like this and I do these dumb things because of this. And it really, it's, man, we've been doing this for 38 years. It's called Living Free. And it's going to start up this Wednesday. I encourage you to sign up and show up and be there. And find the greatest freedom that God can offer you. We also have a men's breakfast once a month. We usually have it on the second Saturday. But this time we're going to have it on not this Saturday, but the next Saturday. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be putting together our Christmas food baskets. So if you need a basket, you got to let us know. And don't just tell me after church, go to the sign-in booth over there and say, I really need a basket. And don't be all embarrassed. But don't get like five baskets from five different places. Get a basket if you need one. It comes with a Christmas dinner. It comes with a ham and it comes with a big old chicken and it comes with all the fixings. And we're gonna have a men's breakfast and we come and we have a blast. We encourage each other, have a word. We, we cook, we eat. And we're putting together the baskets. The first of the year, we're kicking off a men's Bible study. It's going to be an awesome time. And the first of the year, we're kicking off a women's group. It's going to be a Bible study with encouragement, just some stuff that they're going to be doing. 
We have a group that we're revitalizing and, and we're kicking off again the first of the year. And it's for older adults. I wasn't going to say for seniors. Don't say seniors. Do you know that they say that a senior is 85 years old or older? But at 55, they can start giving you a senior discount. So when you get the discount, I'm a senior. Otherwise, don't call them seniors. So you know what we call the group for older adults? Joy. J-O-Y. Just older youth. So don't ever say senior citizen. Man, they're going to take you down. Man, that gets smacked down. WWE at New Beginnings Church. A senior took down a little smart alecky young person. Then we have a, a group for young adults. 19, out of high school, 18, 19 to 30 year olds. They get together, they study the Bible, they do a lot of fun stuff. They just get together and encourage each other and hang out. Then we distribute a lot of food around here. Many of you have helped and participated. And that food distribution team Man, they've become a really tight-knit family. And they'll let anyone in. If you want to come, please show up. They'll let you in. They're not going to say, sorry, we don't know. No, no, no. They let. And everyone has a good time. They laugh together. They cry together. They minister to one another. And they minister to the people that come and get food. Then we have a hospitality team. They work free. They don't, nobody gets paid for any of these jobs. And our hospitality team is there for people when they have a funeral or a wedding, and they serve. Yesterday, we had two funerals. And at both of them, they had a reception. We don't even have a kitchen yet. But they cater in the food, and they bring it. And our hospitality team sets up all the food, sets up all, they serve. They are, they're amazing. And they give a smile in the time of brokenness. And one of the funerals that I did yesterday, the person had been murdered. That's even different than a natural death because death is hard enough to deal with. But then when it's a murder, it's like a whole different dynamic. And our hospitality team just shows nothing but love and encouragement. They'll even take time to pray with these people. Then there's greeters. Our greeters are awesome. Even with a mask, you can see their smile. Their eyes light up. They're all... <laughs> and then we have our ushers. They make sure we're okay. They make sure we're comfortable. They help us find a chair if we need it. They help us with communion. They help us with... We're going to have candlelight services. They, they do all this neat stuff. There's a lot of other places as well. Children, our youth, or different departments that you could work in. I just mentioned these. But there's so many other places that you could get involved in. So get involved because you know what? You're part of a new community. And then in the book of Galatians, this is what it says in chapter 3, verse 29. There's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. He doesn't love anyone more than another. He loves us all. He loves us all the same. He loves Hispanics. He loves white people, Asian people, black people, Native American people, 
weird people, awesome people, tall people, short people. He loves us all. And he loves us all the same. He didn't love someone more than another. At least my, my granddaughter thinks he does. They were out, they're out in Florida right now, and my son Ricky, the church they've been attending, the pastor's Russian. And he knew that Ricky and his daughter have, you know, been to church, and they've been going faithfully. And they know that they were there by themselves, no family or anything. So they go, hey, we'd love to invite you to our home for Thanksgiving. So Ricky and Gabriana went, and, and they're in the backyard. And this is Florida. It's still 80 degrees. And Ricky said, oh, my gosh, Dad, the mosquitoes were eating me up. It was bad. And Ricky kept swatting off mosquitoes, and he finally told the pastor, he goes, don't the mosquitoes bother you? And he goes, oh, no, they don't bother us with Russians. The mosquitoes don't bother the Russians. And he goes, really? And his five-year-old daughter goes, Dad, of course they don't bother the Russians. The reason they bother us Mexicans is we taste better than the Russians. <laughs> and I thought, hi, 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 hi. I go, is that hilarious or what? But guess what? We taste the same to Jesus. He loves us all the same. It says we're a sweet aroma. He doesn't like some aromas better than others. He loves us. He loved us at our worst and he loves us at our best. He loves us. He loves us all and that's why we're part of the family. We've been bought into the family. He loves us all. That brings me to the last thing I want to share. Not that he gives us a new destiny. A new destiny. Man, I don't know about you. You know where our destiny is? Heaven. I don't know about you, man. (laughs) He's not going to send people. Look, we're already in hell. We were in hell, but once we got saved, we got out of hell, and now we're homebound. I'm going home. I belong in heaven now. And I want to get to heaven. You know why? There's a lot of people that I'm related to and a lot of people I love that are already in heaven. My mom and dad are there. My suegros are there. And yes, I loved them. And, and, and I got a sister that's up there. And I've got a lot of relatives and I got a lot of people from church that I've come to know over the years that are already in heaven. And man, we're going to get to see each other. Now, in heaven, there's no ranks. So even though you'll know, you'll recognize your mom and your dad, and you'll recognize your husband and your wife, and you'll recognize your son and your daughter, your brother, your sister, your friend, your neighbor, you, there's no husband and wives in heaven. That's why it's heaven. No, 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 no. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Ay, ay, ay. Hijola. But think about it. If you were married and your husband or wife died and then you got remarried and one of them, husband or wife, died and then you got married again, what are you going to be up in heaven with three wives, three husbands? That would not be heaven. So I don't know how it works. See, in our human minds, 
we go, oh, mom and dad are... See, my, my mom and dad were dancing all the time. I'm serious. We had music at our house all the time, especially Saturday mornings. But mainly Sunday morning was that was the day everyone had a big old meal breakfast. Then we'd go to church. Then we'd come back and have a big old meal. And then my dad would crash out. And, you know, we just had fun. But the minute, the morning, my dad would grab my mom in the kitchen. And they'd start dancing. Then they'd go into the dining room and they'd be dancing. They'd be dancing in the living room. They'd be dancing. So I have a vision of them dancing in heaven. But you know what? There is no wife and husband in heaven. But that's okay. In my head there is. All I know is when I get to heaven, and I'm going to get to heaven, not because of who I am, but because who he is in me. He is preparing a place for me in heaven. And if you are a born-again believer, he's preparing a place for you in heaven. And our loved ones are already there. Can you imagine? I'm going to get to meet my sister that, that died as a young girl. Now we'll be able to catch up with all this time and say, man, did you miss out on fun? And she's going to say, me, you missed out on heaven all these years. I know this lady that I, I like love this sister. And every time she hears someone die, she goes, praise the Lord. I go, well, don't say that to the family. Then they might not. But she means it like, God, they're already in heaven. I want to be there. We're going to be there. We have a new destiny. We have a new place where we're going. First Peter chapter 1, verse 4 says, We have a priceless inheritance. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you. Pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is the death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Matthew 7.11 says, So if you're sinful, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? He's going to give us his mansion. We're going to have a mansion. You might be thinking, oh, well, I'll live in the same room again, in the same house. No, it, I, I don't Maybe it, I don't know. All I know is, you know what? Your, your, your former wife, she's going to have her place. You're going to have yours. Your kids, they're going to have their own place. I don't know what it's going to look like. Maybe we're all going to live in just one huge house. But it says in my father's house there are many mansions and I go and prepare a place for you. So all I know is, man, we get to have a mansion. I know some of you are going to get there and say, Lord, no offense, but I've got to remodel. This side, this side. <laughs> Second Corinthians 9.15. Thank God for this gift. That is too wonderful for words. I know we have pain because some of our loved ones have died. But they're in glory. They're in glory. They're in heaven where we want to be. Some of you lost your baby while you were still carrying carrying him. You were pregnant and had a miscarriage. But God is holding your little baby. 
I got your baby. When you come to heaven, you'll get to hold him. I don't know how all of that works except they're in glory. In Acts chapter 10, verse 35, it says, In every nation he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. He accepts everyone, every race, every color, every creed. He's not, he doesn't have any favorites. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18 and 19. I'll, I'll, I'll end with this one. You may have the may, he goes, and may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, just how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of his life and power that comes from God. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I hope and pray that you have Jesus Christ as your Savior, that you have finally made that peace with him, that you finally have said, Lord, you've been knocking at my door. And today I want to open my door to my heart and let you in. He's been knocking at the door. That means he's been up close and personal to you. He's been up close, knocking and calling you. And he's just waiting for you to open the door. Today, if you've never given your life to Jesus, you've never surrendered, you've never asked him to forgive you of your sins, and you want to do that, would you raise your hand and say, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. Anyone here today? Well, then I just want to pray for us. I want to pray for us. If you want to rededicate your life and say, God, my identity has gotten a little screwy lately. It's been skewed by the stuff happening in my life. But today I want to refocus and rededicate. Lord, I I really want that new ability. I want the Holy Spirit within my life. God, I, I really want that new community. I want to be a part of the family of God because I want that new destiny. I want heaven. And maybe you just need to rededicate your life and recommit yourself. Whatever you might be going through, if you want to come to the altar, you can pray here or you can pray right where you are. But I just want to encourage you to release it to God completely. We're going to take time to just sing this verse and then there's one more person I need you to hear that's going to come to the pulpit so if you'll stay till the very end it's going to be amazing but let's just pray let's take time to pray let's take time to release now would be a good time for you to come in if you need some prayer church why don't you just ask the person next to you if they just want to pray with you or maybe come up with you pray partners ask you, why don't you make yourselves available as you come up and pray with someone today. Let's sing this together.
to God right now on behalf of your life and the life of your loved ones. Father, thank you that you have washed us with the blood of Jesus. Thank you that you have called us by name. Thank you that you call us by our future and not by our past. Thank you that we are now the children of God, adopted. We are now the righteousness of God. We are now the covering the chosen of God. Father, I pray blessing over each one of us, free from our past and looking forward to our future. Father, forgive us of our sins and Father, make us brand new. We recommit ourselves completely to you again and we do so, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. What a All of you just release your burden to the Lord. Release your burden. I just want to remind you of a lot of the events coming up. It's an amazing time to introduce your friends to the church. But more than that, your friends to Jesus. And I hope you take advantage of every platform that God is providing for you to do that. One of those platforms is the Christmas cantata that's coming up. Pastor Teddy, as you make your way up, would you give your attention to this video? Christmas cantata, an enjoyable event for the entire family and Christmas masterpiece praised by one million people worldwide. The Gracias Choir, first prize winner of the world's most prestigious International Choral Festival Award, is known for its masterpieces in opera, musical, and choir's vivid, unforgettable Christmas moments. We invite you to feel the importance and warmth of your family. It's going to be an amazing event. I really hope and pray you make it. It's going to be on Monday the 20th at Tingley. It's free admission. I want to introduce to you a very dear brother and friend, Pastor Teddy Kim. He is with the cantata and Teddy... Why don't you give us a personal invitation and let them know how we can get involved. 
Yes, um, thank you, Pastor Richard, for inviting me here. He's always been a big friend of the Christmas cantata. Every year, from, since 2014, we've been doing the cantata at the Tingli Coliseum. We have been receiving about 5,000 people every year, and every time we, they come, we never lose a chance to preach the gospel. Pastor spoke about regaining our identity, restoring our identity that was lost. I believe that the Christmas cantata is a perfect opportunity for inviting many people. It's a world-class choir and orchestra that's going to be performing a musical, opera, and choir performance. It's a show that, you know, people who've already seen it, you know, it's world-class. But we also make it completely free so that many people who want to come, want to invite some family or friends that you've been meaning to invite to church or is having a, tr a troublesome opening their heart to the church, this is a one way that they can come, enjoy the show, and receive the gospel. Uh, we have, as I mentioned, it's free, so anyone who wants to come can come. We also have special donor tickets that are for people who want to donate and make this cantata possible and make it free for everyone else. We have a special reserve seats in the front of the stage that we have um, uh, prepared for those who want to donate. And any of you who would like to volunteer as ushers for the cantata, we also accept them as well. So thank you again, Pastor, for allowing us to come. Thank you, Pastor Teddy. It's always a joy to have you. And it's going to be an amazing time. So guys, you can sign up or you can pick up your free tickets. Again, he said if you want special seating, uh, by a $10 donation per seat, you get real specialized seating. But if not, it's just amazing. Guys, would you stand with us as we close? Father, what a tremendous time we've had in your presence. Thank you for the amazing worship, the reading of your word, the lighting of candles. Father God, the preparation of our hearts to give to you. Father, I pray that your word would take deep root within us and we would live it out for your glory. And I pray this in Christ's glorious name and God's people shout out amen. amen. God bless you, church. Have an amazing day and I'll see you on Wednesday at 7 p.m.